Welcome to the $100 MBA Show. If you're looking for more than just business talk and rather have business knowledge, then you've come to the right place. We give it to you every single day with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of the $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And today is part one of a two-part episode where you will learn how to plan the future of your business. This is tough because we all want immediate success. We're worried about paying the bills, but we often don't take the time to plan the long-term vision, what our business should look like or we want it to look like in the future. This is critical to growth, and it's also critical to making sure you're building something that you actually want. There's so much to cover. That's why we have a two-part lesson. Today's part one, tomorrow's part two. Let's get into it. Let's get down to business. Today's episode of the $100 MBA show is brought to you by Future Advisor. Think you'll have enough money to retire? Not necessarily. Hidden broker fees and unexpected taxes make your advisor and Uncle Sam richer while you slave away through your 70s. But not with Future Advisor. Future Advisor's Nobel Prize winning strategy helps you retire faster. Just plug in your investments and let Future Advisor take it from there. The whole thing takes two minutes. I love Future Advisor because it's so simple to use. And I'm in and out before even my coffee cools down. It literally takes minutes to just manage your account. I love it. If you want any type of retirement account, do what I did. Go to futureadvisor.com slash MBA and get free portfolio analysis. That's futureadvisor.com slash MBA. An important question to ask yourself when you're planning the future of your business is what does my business look like when it's successful? When you have an idea of your business, you're just getting started. Maybe you've been doing it for a year, a year and a half now. You've been doing it on the side. And you've been growing it, you've been developing it, but you really haven't sat down and thought to yourself, what does this thing look like when it's actually successful? Is it a team of 50 people? A hundred? A thousand employees? Do I have offices in different cities? Or is it a small business that I can manage from anywhere in the world? I want to be a location independent. All this is important to think about because you want to make sure you're building something that you actually want, that you actually like, that fits within your lifestyle. And it's in the best interest of the actual business. So an example of this is you have a coaching or a consulting business where you take the time and sit with somebody one-on-one and speak to them and coach them through whatever they need coaching with. And you don't want it to be any different. You enjoy this process. So building out a business model or planning for a business model that's going to expand to the point where you have hundreds of clients, maybe even thousands, Can you handle all those clients if you're going to be doing the coaching alone? Are you comfortable with somebody else doing the coaching where they become a certified coach of yours? These are questions we have to ask ourselves because the way our business develops is in our control and the actions we take today will dictate how our business will look tomorrow. So today I want to talk about some of the preliminary planning or steps that you could take in order to plan for the right business, the business that's right for you. Everybody has their own preference. Everybody has their own lifestyle needs. I know people that live in middle America and they love where they live. They love their community. They don't want to go anywhere. They're not big travelers. They may travel here and there for a conference or maybe for on vacation once a year, but they're okay with not being location independent because there are people out there that would like to be able to see a new city every month. In both examples, you may have to learn how to delegate and may have to put people in place in your business now in order for it to be what it should be in the future. 
So let's go through some preliminary planning steps right now so you can start planning the business that you want for the future. Step one is understanding that time is your biggest asset. We all have a limited amount of time and we can't do everything. Let me give you a perfect example, my own example. Nicole and I have this podcast, The $100 MBA Show. We also have another podcast called The Webinar Ninja. We both work on this podcast. She does all the production, all the editing, and I'm on the mic. So I do all the content and all the recording. But let's say, for example, I wanted to add another podcast to my business. It's mathematically impossible for me to do that now while maintaining the quality and the consistency of the other podcasts. I just don't have the time. I've dedicated the time I have to creating those podcasts. So you can really feel how time is my biggest asset here. I can't do anything about that. Now, I can buy time, but just not my own time. And this is particularly important when it comes to content creation. If I wanted to create another podcast, and we're actually planning to launch another one in our network, but I won't be doing that podcast. I won't be producing that podcast. We will be managing it, but I won't be doing that podcast. I will not be on the mic. I will not be the teacher of that podcast. I would have to get somebody else to do the work. Somebody else has to use their time in order for us to produce more of that work. Now, this is a decision that we had to make if we wanted to grow. When you want to grow, you're going to have to take somebody else's time other than your own. Now, that might sound like, oh, because you're just adding somebody to your team or you're growing or you're hiring or whatever it is. But it's a fundamental understanding that you can't grow on your own. There's a certain limit to what you could do by yourself. This may mean to you that you need to hire a virtual assistant because you just can't do all the admin work plus do all the content. And that's a very good first step for planning your business is hiring somebody and learning how to delegate and assign tasks to somebody else and use their time. Now, obviously, this costs money when you're going to hire somebody. So in the beginning of your business, you're going to have to do everything yourself and do as much as you can with your own time until you get to the point where you're making enough revenue to hire somebody else in your team. The second step in planning the future of your business is when you start hiring, you hire with intention. This is something that I learned from Nicole's brother, actually, who works in organizational psychology. And it's the concept of you just don't hire people and just bring in man hours with no intention. You need to look at what areas in your business do you need filling. What do you need to grow your business in the right direction? So say, for example, you need more writers because you want more blog posts out there because you feel if you have more blog posts out there, you'll be able to attract the right customers and grow your business. They need to hire a writer that can fulfill that need. You don't just hire somebody and then say, okay, let's find out what this person can do. You can hire somebody for admin purposes, like I just mentioned, like a, a virtual assistant that can do all your scheduling, that can do all your social media kind of thing. So you can have somebody do admin work for you. But when it comes to positions to grow your business in the right direction, maybe a creative, maybe somebody who's really good with Photoshop, why would you hire that person? What are they going to do? What are they going to produce that's going to be an asset to the business and bring you in sales? It may not be directly. It could be through your content marketing, but there has to be some reason why you're hiring this person that directly affects the success of the business. Step three is to look at your revenue and grow accordingly. What I mean by that is that look at how much money you have in hand. How much money are you making in your business surplus after you covered all your expenses, you've paid yourself? How much money can you reinvest in the business? Some people hire 10 people at one time and then two or three months down the line realize, wow, I can't pay all these people on a consistent basis. I thought I was going to grow in these three months in time to be able to pay these people and hire more people, 
but I was wrong. I kind of got a little hungry and I got to let go of five people or six people or sometimes all of them. And that is such a waste because you took so much time in hiring them, training them, getting them acclimated to your climate and your culture of your business. And now you got to let them go. So make sure that when you're growing and hiring, take a look at your revenue and grow according to how much money you're making. See how much money that you can actually afford after you have all your expenses you paid yourself. There's nothing wrong with growing slowly. Some of us want to just explode like we're Facebook or something, but Facebook didn't explode. That's the whole point. Facebook for a very long time were four people and they were buddies in college and they weren't getting paid. They just had you know shares of the company. So grow according to your revenue. Obviously, if you're getting investors, if you have money that is coming in and you have to invest that into growing by hiring other people, that's a different story. But when you're talking about bootstrapping your business, don't get yourself in a situation where you think things will be a certain way in three months, so you plan that way. Plan according to what you have in your hand today in terms of how much you could pay somebody and the money that you have in surplus in your business. Guys, I got more for today's lesson, but before that, I gotta give some love to today's sponsor, Future Advisor. I mentioned earlier in today's episode that Future Advisor is a great way to plan your retirement. Their Nobel Prize winning strategy and intuitive financial software ensures you get the most of your investments so you're able to retire sooner. They've been featured in Fortune, Wall Street Journal, Fox News, and their software is so effective, they'll show you where your current portfolio is lacking and how to fix it for free. Just plug in your investments and let Future Advisor take it from there. The whole thing takes two minutes. Make the changes yourself, or if you like, Future Advisor will manage your portfolio for a fraction of what an advisor charges. When I logged into my Future Advisor account, I just plugged in my investments and I had a lot of room for growth. It was super, super simple. You know, I looked into other advisors and other tools out there, and this one's the best. It's super simple, it's quick, it's easy, the interface is beautiful. I wish my parents could have had something like this because it takes away all the confusion of planning for your retirement. If you have any type of retirement account, do what I did and go to futureadvisor.com slash MBA and get this free portfolio analysis, Future Advisor, a report about your money and a plan for the future in under two minutes, and it's free. So go to futureadvisor.com slash MBA. The fourth step or tip I want to give to you when it comes to planning the future of your business is you have to factor in time for growth. Every time that we've grown our business, we had to put in time in hiring somebody, finding the right person, going through that whole you know hiring procedure. And then once they're hired, we have to go through that training process. No matter how large or small the responsibility, there is training to any procedure, to any task, to any job role, as well as just the training of understanding the way we work as a business, our values, our culture, our climate, everything that they understand So whatever they put out in the world that comes from our business, they understand the tone it should be in. So make sure that you're not factoring growth in when you're super busy with a launch or you're super busy with something else. Especially when you're first getting started and you're doing your first few hires, make sure you have time to hire somebody, train them, get them up to speed, and then you can work on other things or work on that launch you're working on because you have to factor in time when you're growing your business because otherwise people are going to be trained incorrectly and you're going to have to hire and fire all over again and it's just a horrible cycle. I personally have been through that a few times before and it's better to just take the time to do it right and then move on and work on your business and then do it again when you have to hire a new person. 
All right, guys, that wraps up today's lesson. Don't forget, this is only part one of our two-part lesson on how to plan the future of your business. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for part two of this lesson. If you're wondering, what am I going to do right now after this episode's over? Well, if you have some time to spare, we would love for you to give us an iTunes rating and review. By giving us an iTunes rating and review, you really help us grow as a podcast. You help us rank better on iTunes. And it's a way for us to hear from you and hear what you love about the show. And remember, everybody who gives us an iTunes rating and review enters our weekly draw to win a free ride to the $100 MBA training and community. Every Friday, somebody wins a free lifetime membership to our community, which is over 180 videos, interviews with experts, workbooks, ask questions anytime, a whole lot more. We'd love to have you inside there. And you can win a free ride. Just drop us an iTunes rating and review, and it could be you. All right, guys, I want to leave you with this. Recently, Nicole and I had to make a decision to let go one of our employees. It's never easy, but sometimes when things are just not working out on a consistent basis, like there is no improvement over a long period of time, months I'm talking about, then you have to make that hard decision to say, you know, the business is bigger than just me or the way I feel about this or how I like this person or how much I want to avoid actually going through that confrontation. You're going to have to make some tough decisions as an entrepreneur. And for us, Nicole and I, that was a tough decision because we kind of were dreading the idea of, you know, hiring somebody new and training them over again. By the end of the day, it was the right decision, decision that we had to make. It wasn't fun, but we're glad we did it. We were able to replace that employee and we have a great new team member and it's working out a whole lot more. So part of growing your business is just doing grown-up stuff like this, which is never easy. It's actually really fun when it's just you, you know, writing in your blog or doing your podcast and you really just have to worry about yourself. But when you start having to worry about other people's livelihood and what's how that's going to affect them, it gets difficult. But your business has to grow and you have to do the right thing for your business. As long as you're fair, as long as you do the right thing and you do it the right way, you should be okay. All right, guys, I just want to share that with you guys because, you know, these things happen to us. And, and as you're growing your business, we're growing ours. And we want to make sure that we share some of the things that we're going through as well. All right, guys, I'll check you in part two of this lesson tomorrow. I'll see you then. Take care. Take care.